Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Intro here, Pro Football Rewind, Kevin Walls, Davis Maddock. Davis, let's just keep it moving with these one o'clock games. The Buffalo Bills opened up as two and a half point favorites. That money started to move uh, a little bit in the Giants' favor. Perhaps that was a bit of a mistake as the Bills won that game by 14. Not perhaps, right? It clearly was. Uh, they win by 14 points, Buffalo. Uh, we'll start Josh Allen. Uh, another good day for fantasy players at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Bills, uh, they, they were my bet of the week. Uh, Bills and the Cowboys, they were the two games that I was heaviest on. Uh, you Just right now, anytime that you're getting you know less than a touchdown against the Giants, pretty much any team other than Dolphins, uh, I would take that. But yeah, Josh Allen, he's, he's playing great football. Uh, the, the Bills offensive uh, staff has just developed this really interesting offense where... Uh, you know, it's just only stuff that Josh Allen can do, right? Like, it doesn't matter that he's not a super accurate quarterback because he's not asked to make a ton of super accurate throws, and he's allowed to run a lot. Uh, he, he scored a rushing touchdown today where Frank Gore was his lead blocker. So just, you know, some really inventive stuff coming out of the Bills offense. Davis, what kind of value are you seeing on John Brown as a DFS play? Is his price starting to move up? Because the explosive player that he is, uh, but now getting a steady workload, eight targets this week, seven grabs, uh, and 72 yards. Uh, Is he starting to move up a lot in price? is, Is he still a valuable play? I think he's still pretty valuable because the thing with John Brown is that he can even have weeks where he had less targets than he had this week and you know, still turn that into 20 fantasy points very easily. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's one of the absolute best per target, most efficient wide receivers in all of the NFL. And he's, he's done it without ever really playing with an elite quarterback. What about this running game? I'm not really understanding. I'm not watching enough Buffalo Bills games closely, I guess. But why is Frank Gore continuing this much to out carry Devin Singletary? He's dependable, right? That, that that's why it's it's he is gonna he's gonna get what's blocked. He's gonna be a good pass blocker. They don't trust T.J. Yeldon or Marcus Murphy or Sunnerese Perry. So it's it's Singletary and it's Gore. I think as the year goes on, Singletary is gonna play a little bit more. Frank Gore is going to play a little bit less. And uh, you know, it would not surprise me if by week eight, Singletary was getting you know seventy percent of the backfield work. But Frank Gore, you know, the ageless wonder. Coaches love stuff like that. I'm just looking at Singletary. Last week, uh, had four carries, 70 yards. Uh, This week, six carries, 57 yards, uh, and a touchdown. You can just tell how explosive he is. I understand Frank Gore, old reliable, uh, and if you want to keep this thing 50-50, even 55-45, but it it just seems like right now they might be wasting some of those reps on Frank Gore, but I do understand uh, him being old reliable. On the Giants side of things, Benny Fowler, maybe one of the surprises of the weeks, having 10 targets. We know uh, Golden Tate still suspended. Sterling Shepard out. We don't know how long that will be the case, but let's just say it is next week. Is Benny Fowler then someone that you could see yourself throwing in a DFS lineup? Probably no Giants for me. Probably yeah. just Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram is a great athlete. I think he's and he, and he fills a position with less options. So I think I think it'll really just be Evan Ingram for me. And you know, we expect Shepard will probably be back next week. Though I guess we can't say for sure. Uh, Fowler to me though, very, just a very average player. You not not a guy I'm super interested in. Saquon Barkley, again, gives a, a another huge day on the ground, 107 yards and a touchdown. Uh, did some work through on the air, three catches, 28 yards, seven targets. Obviously, no one's asking if you're going to start or sit him. Uh, fantastic stuff. The question I have for you, Davis, are you going to be higher on this team if Daniel Jones is named the starting quarterback? 
Yeah, you got to be because the unknown of Daniel Jones is way more intriguing than the known of Eli Manning. Eli is just bad now. He he has officially reached a 500 record in his career. He's 118 and 118. He's so bad they're getting blown out at home by you know a team that's kind of been the laughing stock of the NFL for the last decade in the Buffalo Bills. They were completely non-competitive against the Giants. Washington you know, horrible Washington gave uh, the Cowboys a better game than the Giants mm. did. So it's just, it, it's, it's just, it's time to move on from Eli and, and at least give your team a shot. Cause I think a lot of the Giants players know, they know Eli's cooked. They know they can't win games with him as the quarterback. So I think, it, I, I think it is definitely a case where it's just hard for everyone on that team to do their best, knowing that their quarterback just can't get it done. All right, so let's move from uh, your one best bet to your other best bet, Cowboys, Redskins. Cowboys win by 10. I had them in a, a teaser, moved it down to a pick em. Uh The Redskins jumped out to a 7 nothing lead, but the Cowboys once again handle business. There's a lot to get to in this game, so we'll probably have to do a little bit uh, other on the backside. But let's just start with this. Is Kellen Moore the next Sean McVay? Yes, totally. Yeah, everything everything that Dallas is doing, it's very similar to what McVay does. I actually think in a couple key ways, his offense is, uh, well, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to say better because the Rams have had the, you know, one of the best offenses in football for two years now. But this Dallas offense is going to be generated to take deep shots. So they have Amari Cooper and they have Michael Gallup and uh, Kellen Moore trusts his quarterback. I actually don't think that Sean McVay trusts his quarterback, and I think that dictates a lot of what they do <laughs> on offense. And, you know, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, Goff sucks. He's the worst. Like, Goff is fine, but Dak Prescott is more than fine. Dak Prescott is great, you know, and and Kellen Moore realizes that, and that's really what separates the two situations. 26 of 30. He had three touchdowns, one interception, but uh, 269 yards. Still a fantastic day uh, from Dak. He's, you know, let, let's expand a little bit on Dak right now in fantasy leagues how many quarterbacks do you think on a weekly basis obviously matchup matters do you feel like you're absolutely starting over Dak it, it may be only a handful right uh, I mean, yeah, I think he's got to be the fifth or sixth best quarterback in fantasy. You know, you would say uh, Lamar Jackson is clearly better um, and probably that's it, right? Probably, probably no one else is clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, so so Mahomes and Lamar, those those guys are one and two. And then after that, I, I think I would hear an argument for Dak at number three. So the receiving game then getting a lot of uh, benefits from this Gallup, uh, another good day, Cooper, a good day. But the question I want to start with is Devin Smith a thing? 51 yard no. touchdown catch, 74. Just like that. No, nothing to worry about here. Nothing to, to think about. No, he he is a, a really good situational player. Actually, kind of a cool story. He was a former high draft pick to the New York Jets, and then suffered uh, a lot of injuries. You know, kind of got cut, bounced around a couple, and and Dallas has been begging for you know a, a punt returner, a gunner, kick kick guy, fifth wide receiver. They've needed someone who could do that job for the whole time Jason Garrett has been there, and they've rotated, uh, you know, 20 different wide receivers, and I, and I think Devin Smith seems like the guy who's actually good enough at wide receiver to have a small role on the offense and do those other jobs. Uh, we'll hit Washington on the other side, so I'll close with this. Is Michael Gallup uh, Dak's favorite option right now? Mm, so Michael Gallup is better at being a possession wide receiver than Amari Cooper is. And that's actually kind of why Amari Cooper struggled so much at uh, in Oakland because Derek Carr needed someone like that. He needed someone like Darren Waller is for him now who just can go, you know, run an eight yard hitch route and do that every time and make no mistakes. Amari's not really that type of guy. He's kind of more of like a painter versus a mathematician. Michael Gallup, one of the best possession wide receivers in the NFL already, you know, at his young age. Uh, and I want to make sure I give a shout out to Jason Witten for catching another touchdown. I simply cannot believe how awful he was uh, as an announcer and then just decided, all right, I know how to get out of this. I'll come back and catch touchdowns. Back-to-back weeks for him. Uh, keep it here on on uh, Pro Football Rewind. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the Redskins and the rest of this week two slate. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. 
the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, New MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you've got to play more and pay less, you've got to go Listen to Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Back here, Pro Football Rewind, Kevin Walsh, Davis Maddock. We were just talking about this Cowboys-Redskin game, Cowboys handling business. Uh, they're certainly looking like one of the better teams in the NFC. But I think Washington, through two games, they've impressed me, at least compared to what I thought they would be. I bet they're under team total in points week one. I don't know what the total was uh, for this week two matchup, but I'd, I'd guess they went over that total again as a whole. This Washington offense, is it maybe better than people thought coming into the year? I don't know if it's better. I think what's been different is their play calling has been a little bit better. And I think it's because the coaching staff really likes this guy, Terry McLaurin. Mm. Uh, whereas in years past, they were giving a lot of these targets to guys like uh, Josh Doxson, Brian Quick, you know, some of just these really inefficient uh, boundary wide receivers. I, I think they are. I think McLaurin seems to be better than those guys. I think Chris Thompson, uh, you know, a healthy Chris Thompson is more efficient. Trey Quinn, pretty solid. Uh, you know, I just think they have a lot of decent players the the one thing that they're going to run into trouble with obviously is you know ap just has no juice left he just i know he got the touchdown Mm -hmm. but he he really he really just can't do it anymore let me then follow up with that if you had to roster one for the rest of the year ap geis chris thompson is it who is it Oh, it's 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 Chris Thompson, because yeah, I, I think I think the most likely scenario is that AP probably gets hurt or, you know, just just can't have more than five to eight touches a game. And they they bring up one of their practice squad guys or sign Jay Ajay or whoever. Yeah, I, I think that that's totally fair, just in terms of being reliable, right? Because if AP didn't score that touchdown, then it's it's a complete bust of a day. Uh, let me quickly before we move on. Terry McLaurin, is he reached must uh, must be owned in all league status? 
Yeah, he should definitely he should definitely be owned in all 12 team leagues. Uh, and, you know, he was someone I you know, he was not super high on my priority list last week on the waiver wires. I thought uh, John Ross and Marquise Brown were a little bit better of ads, but I actually think he might actually, you know, have more kind of week to week PPR value because he's the clear number one of his team. All right, so we'll move on to Patriots-Dolphins game of the week, a real barn burner here. Uh, the Pats win 43 nothing, And, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I said to myself, you know, it's not like the Dolphins are going to lose every game by 40. Well, so far, yeah, they are. And as far as fantasy value goes, uh, I mean, if Josh Rosen is a starting quarterback, are you higher on this team? Mm, no, because the whole allure of, uh, you know, Preston Williams, Kenny Smith, when he was on the team, Jakeem Grant, any of them, the whole allure was that Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to take shots. He throws the ball deep down the field. Uh, and, you know, we, do, we didn't see that from Josh Rosen at all. I, so I actually think the outcome for those guys, the, the outlook for those guys is a little bit worse as opposed to a little bit wow. better. Before I get to the Pats, last thing to, to give the Dolphins at least two questions worth. Devontae Parker gave people zero, but he had seven targets. Can you take something from that and argue that maybe Devontae Parker could have some sneaky value here, or is it the Dolphins are a fade uh, in every which way imaginable? I think the only Dolphin that I would own in a 12-team fantasy league right now would be Kenyon Drake. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, even that, like, how, how great could you feel about that? Like, if not, if it's a standard league, there's no way probably, right? Yeah, PPR, PPR only. Yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. On the Pat side, though, there is a lot of interesting stuff uh, to get into here. We'll start with the running game. Sony Michelle, big, big bounce back week. He was really, really bad uh, in that opener, but he comes back 21 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Does that put any Sony Michelle worry to bed? Well, no, no, you're, you're always going to be worried about Sonny Michelle until he starts to take away some of those uh, James White and uh, Rex Burkhead targets. And if he is still losing out on the passing down work for those two guys, I think he's going to be in a similar bucket to Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack. He just plays on a little bit better of a team. But there there are going to be some weeks where you're like, OK, uh, the Patriots are 10 point favorites. I am going to start Sonny Michelle and he gives yeah. you 14 carries, 63 yards, no touchdown. And you. You know, it's useless. You know, it's actually really funny, though. You mentioned uh, the Pats being favorites. Uh, I was talking to someone about start sit and you just kind of knew that Sony Michelle was going to be force fed the ball coming off a bad week and they were going to be up. And that was exactly uh, the situation here. Before I move on to the receiving game, does Sony Michelle at least have the talent to justify those targets to where someone could be hopeful it happens one day? Or is that never actually going to come through? Well, I think you like it's hard to say because Sonny Michelle was one type of player at Georgia, and I think he's another type of player now after tearing the knee and after having to have surgery on it. Again, he's had surgery on that knee twice. And so I would say, sure, they, they should give him targets, but is he going to be better at it than Rex Burkhead or James White? No, th- those those guys are going to be better at catching the ball than he is. So I don't even think it's something that they you know should be doing that they aren't doing. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. In the receiving game, Antonio Brown steps right in. Um, He's the best receiver they have, so why wouldn't he be the number one option? Eight targets, four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. There's a lot of stuff pending with Antonio Brown. Everybody is aware of that, but as long as he is on the field, is he a clear-cut wide receiver one? So basically with him, you just have to say, I don't know. Because I think there is at least a small chance that, uh, you know, Bill Belichick likes to do this thing where, you know, he gets the new player in and they're just like, okay, we're going to show everyone how smart we are and we're going (laughs) to give this dude a bunch of targets. And I think the way I the way I have it projected is that Antonio Brown is likely to lead he Edelman and Josh Gordon in fantasy points the rest of the way. However, I, I think for like. You know, if we if we started drafting again tomorrow and, and you know, we kind of constructed ADPs out, I think the one I would most like to own for their cost is Josh Gordon, because I think Josh mm. Gordon's going to have some absolutely massive weeks. I think the one who gets dinged the most is Julian Edelman. Edelman finished with uh, only four targets, four catches, 51 yards. Gordon actually had more targets than him with five, but he only finished with two receptions uh, and 19 yards. But for you, uh, that isn't a concern. So are you looking to maybe then buy, uh, be able to buy low on Josh Gordon in a lot of leagues? 
Yeah, I would I would love to buy low on I would love to buy low on Josh Gordon. If you could send, uh, you know, if you could send Raheem Mostert, so, you know, if, if you if you picked up Raheem Mostert and uh, there's a, a super running back needy team in your league and, you know, the other owners, OK, they kind of get fantasy football, but they don't super get it. And you could ship Raheem Mostert like like I know that sounds like a super horrible and unfair trade, but that <laughs> could definitely happen in leagues that exist out there. Trust me. I don't want to turn the Antonio Brown situation too much into a fantasy thing, but it, it does matter here with the stuff that looms over his head. Do you, if you're an AB owner, come off a good game and say, I, I just can't trust that this guy's going to be around long term and try and sell high? Um, or you maybe just have to ride the whole thing out? So I'm in a fantasy league with uh, a lot of the guys who work at uh, at Roto World, you know, just, at, at a lot of the big guys in fantasy. And I traded away Antonio Brown in that league who I drafted with the first pick of the third round for DJ Moore, who went kind of in the middle of the fourth round in that league. And I did that this last week after seeing DJ Moore and before seeing Antonio Brown play. And uh, I think even after seeing AB play today, I think I would still make that trade. Yeah, I think that that's totally fair. Let me just bring it back to one more thing on the Miami Dolphins. I heard someone today, I think it was George Kurtz during one of the updates, say something that I thought made a ton of sense here. He said, whenever the Dolphins lose, everybody's going to be busted on their survivor pool. And at some point, it's going to happen. Last year, the Bills, their first two games, I think they lost both of them by 30 points. And then they upset the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I don't know how to compare last year's Bills team, this year's Dolphins team. I think the Bills will probably be comfortably better. But that kind of stood out to me. And survivor pools, I'm now cautious of the idea of just trying to every single week pin the Dolphins to go 0-16. Uh, their next trip is to Dallas, so it should be uh, another comfortable loss. But would you offer those same concerns, or are you willing to ride this thing out that the Dolphins are um, an all-time bad team? Oh, they are an all-time bad team. Uh, you just have to, the thing you're doing in Survivor is you just kind of have to think about the decisions that you're making, and it's all relative to the size of the pool. If you're playing in a Survivor pool and there's 12 people, uh, you, you probably should just be playing the chalk in that and, and hoping that someone else messes up. If you're in a Survivor pool with 10,000 people, 50,000 people, you know, it's it's a whole gigantic contest, you should not one time all year should you pick the team against the Dolphins, and you should be the biggest Dolphins fan ever on Sunday. And that like, you know, it's just that's like kind of like super basic game theory stuff. Before we hit this break at Dallas next week, try and guess the spread. I don't know it, but what do you think it will be? Mm, uh, 21 and a half. Oh, and I probably would still take Dallas, right? Like they look yeah. so good and Miami is just pathetic right now. We come back here on Pro Football Rewind. We're going to keep rolling with all these recaps and everything that week two has given us. So make sure you keep it right here on Pro Football Rewind. Full-time fantasy. The NFL boggles my mind because the Ezekiel Elliott investigation, their lead investigator said, yeah, there's nothing here. They suspended him. Nothing happened with Tyreek Hill. Remember LaShawn McCoy, the whole club thing? Nothing happened to him. So I don't know what the NFL is going to do, but you take the shot. I love Darren Waller, but you have Zach Ertz. But Adam, we don't know if Waller could hold up for 16 games. We have no idea. Maybe he's good for nine games. But Brown, you know what he could do. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 360. Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with fans. FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wager account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Make it rain. When does the NFL going to admit that Thursday night football is just not a good product? To expect these football players, you know, four days later to sack up and do it again. It's hmm. just not a good product. And we saw it on week one. We saw it last night. But the winning team, they don't care because in both weeks, we got a team getting a road divisional win. And that is gold in the NFL. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Back here on Pro Football Rewind. And I want to let you know that you got to put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That is a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports. And you are in total control. So go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open a new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 a day. If you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, NJ only. Eligibility restrictions all will apply. See the website for details. So we keep it moving along right here, recapping these games. And Ravens-Cardinals was one of the biggest spreads of the week, second biggest uh, to only that Pats-Dolphins game. But no cover here. The Ravens only win this one by six points and maybe you can make an argument could have lost if not for Cliff Kingsbury constantly settling for horrible field goals what did you make of Cliff Kingsbury three times taking three points inside the five yard line Cliff Cliff Cowardsbury is what is what I make of it. Uh, I saw actually right well right while we were on break, I saw a stat on on Twitter that this is the first time since this data has been available, which I think was 1974, that a coach has kicked three field goals inside the five yard line all in the same game. I, I mean, just what a coward! You have Kyler Murray, this super mobile quarterback, very comfortable in the read option, very comfortable with RPOs, and and RPOs are fantastic for those short yardage plays mm-hmm. where you need to be able to do three things. Depending on what the defense does, yeah, I mean, oh, it's just crazy. And and they still covered because Kyler is, you know, I think Kyler is a fantastic young player. I, I think he's, I think he's fan. I, you know, I just think he's so good. Three hundred forty nine passing yards against the Ravens defense might be one of the highest totals that we see against them all year long. Uh, so I just, but I'm, I'm very upset with how Cliff called this game. He was able to get those passing yards behind forty attempts last week. I know he was up into the 50s. And when you think about uh, the style of offense that Kingsbury is bringing, and yes, he was very cowardly today in his approach on the goal line. But this is... This is a different air rate, and from my perspective, that's been brought into the league here where this isn't a 60-40 pass run split. This thing's going to be a lot closer to 70-30 pass run. Is it a bridge too far to say that Kyler Murray is going to lead the league in attempts by season's end, uh, seeing that he plays a full 16? No, no, I don't think so at all. So he threw 40 pass attempts in this game. They ran uh, non-Kyler runs, and and two of those were scrambles uh, only eight times. So, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's not too far at all. And and in really difficult games, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, huge games. Uh, it, I just, I love everything about Kyler. You know, not not crazy about a ton of the decisions that Cliff is making right now in terms of, you know, I, there's been times where he hasn't gone for it on fourth down from mid field uh but but overall you know pretty you know pretty pretty ideal situation right now and for kyler for fantasy 
And look, if he's going to lead the league in attempts or even be close to it, then there's going to be a number of receivers with value. We saw from Larry Fitz week one, he responds with another 100-yard receiving game. Christian Kirk uh, as well gets up into the 100 yards uh, with six catches in this one. Is it... Is it not even possible? Is it likely that those two guys are able to give you startable numbers uh, each and every week? Yeah, I, I mean, right. Who who would you sit Christian Kirk for right now? Like, like, really, what what scenario in a league would you be in where you have a wide receiver good enough to to bench Christian mm. Kirk? I, I don't really think that there is one. And right? I try and think about the receivers that went in that range, and I could be off here, but Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, D.D. Westbrook are two names that, that come to mind, and uh, maybe the Nick Foles thing uh, dings Westbrook a bit, but I even think back to Christian Kirk week one. It, it looked like a down week. He was still targeted 12 times. Yeah, I, and... I, I, I don't want to start D.D. Westbrook, right? I, I don't want to start a lot of those guys. I don't want to start Cortland Sutton. I know Sutton had like a, a kind of a decent game today, but uh, I want to start Christian Kirk every week. I'm going to be, you know, going over my rest of season rankings tomorrow morning. I bet I probably move Christian Kirk into the back end of like the like the wide receiver 20s. So that's that's a guy who starts every week. Uh, on the Baltimore side of things, they are still able to come away with a victory. Lamar Jackson, uh, another fantastic game. 24 for 37, 272 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and then on the ground, he gave you pretty much nothing on the ground. That was fine. He threw five touchdowns week one. This time, career high in rushing yards, 16 carries for 120 yards. Uh, you're mentioning the rest of the way rankings. It, odds Lamar Jackson's a top five quarterback. He's going to be, he already was. I, I had him at my quarterback three already. I, I will be moving him. I will be moving him to two. I think right now what we're seeing with Deshaun Watson is in games where uh, the Houston Texans are winning, specifically home games, they're not going to push him. He's not going to be running a ton. He's not going to be throwing the ball deep down the field a ton. Uh, Lamar, you know, they were controlling this game the whole way. And the crazy thing about Lamar was he had this 120 yards rushing. How many times do you think he got hit? I, I watched that whole game. I, I don't remember him getting hit once. He, he just kind of slid out of bounds easy every time. Yeah, and if, if he's going to be smart about it, th- then why not? And, and he looks great throwing the ball as well. I loved him joking uh, about how many people have called him a running back, man. He looks absolutely fantastic, and people are benefiting in this receiving game. Uh, probably no one more than Mark Andrews, and if anybody is going to crack into that top three uh, spot that's been pretty much slated for Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle, it looks like it could be Mark Andrews. Is is that something that he might have a chance to do? Uh, I mean, he clearly does look like the best pass catcher on this team. Evan Ingram, for me, is going to be... I actually have Evan Ingram in my rest of the season rankings higher than Zach Ertz. I moved mm. him to three. I am probably going to move Mark Andrews up even further, kind of into that uh, tight end six to nine range. The thing I need to check on is he didn't play a ton of snaps or run a ton of routes in week one. My intuition from watching the game was that he did a little bit more in a more competitive game this week. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's hard to rank a tight end super, super high if they're not running a ton of pass routes. What do you think about Hollywood Brown? I mean, he was week one, obviously. It was electric, but it was the type of performance where you go, okay, this is Deshaun Jackson. This is Ted Ginn Jr. How do I ever know when to start these guys? He comes back, targeted 13 times, most on the team, eight grabs and 86 yards. Is Hollywood Brown about to become a reliable fantasy player? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's going to have in his locker, as they say, uh, both the ability to have 140 yards and two touchdowns on only 14 routes and at the same time lead the team in targets and have eight receptions the next week. Uh, I mean, that's just the kind of guy you want on your team. And, and I feel stupid. He was out there on the waiver wire in some competitive leagues that I play in with, you know, where, where meaningful money is out there. And I, and I, you know, I chose to add guys like Raheem Mostert, Rex Burkhead, Demarcus Robinson, um, over them and uh you know now now i i feel i feel like actually out of all the waiver wire guys from week one i think marquise brown is going to have the most impact out of all of them hollywood brown being lamar jackson's number one a, a valuable thing we move on to texans jaguars and here's something i want to post to you uh and it ties into what we were talking about with the titans Colts game right now the state of the afc south is an incredibly odd one. Uh, if you were to make a play right now on who is going to win this division, who would you put your money on? 
Do I have to? Do I have to make a pick? <laughs> who, would, who would yours be? Who well, would yours be? Here's, the unfortunate thing is I played Jacksonville, and that was when Andrew Luck was still the quarterback. Now, with yeah. Foles out, that's lost money, and I'll live with that. I was happy to see their defense bounce back, and wild enough, if they got that two-point conversion, I didn't see the play call. I know it was a four-net run. I don't know if it was something to be upset about, but... I mean, if the Jaguars came away with a win, we would be in a spot where there'd be three one-and-one teams and the probable favorite after the luck uh, retirement, Texans would have dropped to 0-2. And that's why I ask you, I I do not know what to make of this AFC South. A 13-12 win for the Houston Texans here doesn't make anything clearer for me. It, I mean, the, the the Texans do have to be the favorite. I, I think that we probably should say that, you know, they, they are the best team. They have the best quarterback in the division. But this division has long been one of the most difficult ones to project because because of the Titans. We talked about them at the top of the show. The Titans are just a horrible team to project, a horrible team to figure out. And, and they ruin projecting the rest of this division. What do you think about Leonard Fournette's 15 carries, 47 yards, uh, four catch and 40 yards through the air game? I thought that he could be in for a really great season. He looked in shape. I thought that falls would make them less predictable. Uh, He wasn't given the ball 45 times like some people would have thought with Gardner Minshew in at quarterback. Uh, they, They threw more than they ran. Four catches makes this game salvageable. Uh, Where do you add on Fournette? Uh, you know, Fournette, I, I think he's kind of the opposite. We've talked about Marlon Mack. We've talked about Sony Michelle. He is going to retain some value in these games where his team is getting blown out, you know, or losing by double digits. Four for 40 in the through, you know, that doesn't sound like much, but what is Sony Michelle going to do when the Patriots lose a game? You know, he might have two fantasy points when they eventually lose a game. Leonard Fournette grinding you out 12 PPR points. Like, you can't be mad about that. Yeah. Uh, on the Texans side of things, Carlos Hyde. 20 carries, 90 yards. When I saw him get picked up by the Texans, I thought that he was going to have this huge jump off draft boards. It didn't happen. A lot of people think that Carlos Hyde is awful at football. I understand why. But if a team had his chance to be a guy's number one, usually you see him moved up. But nobody respected this move. And here we are now, 20 carries for 90 yards. He's a touchdown away from a fantastic fantasy day. Uh, What's the outlook on Hyde and, and even Duke Johnson right now. Yeah, I think I think you I think you have to think that Carlos Hyde is like good for fantasy now. You know, uh, uh, in the first <laughs> game, uh, in the first game, Duke Johnson played way more than he did, and that was a more competitive game. But they're going to have some of these games against the Colts uh, at home, against the Titans at home, where. You know, they're just going to be seven point, ten point favorites. They're they're going to be huge favorites over some of the teams they play. And Carlos Hyde, the, the coaching staff just showed us with this game, Carlos Hyde's going to be the man in those games. They're not going to expose Watson to undue hits, and they are just going to let Carlos Hyde get after it. Watson with only 159 yards through the air, no touchdowns, but a rushing touchdown to try and salvage the day. When we come back, I got a question about this receiving core, and we will finish up with these three, four o'clock games. So keep it right here. On Pro Football Rewind. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, Everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. 
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. All right, Pro Football Rewind, Kevin Walsh, Davis, Maddock. Let's just finish up with this Texans-Jaguars game because I wanted to ask you uh, if this is maybe an overreaction from a good performance from a Jaguars defense or is it true that Hopkins is the only wide receiver that I can trust right now in Houston? No, I think you can trust Will Fuller. The game the game just didn't call for it. They they really just felt no need to air this out. I know Fuller's kind of had a slowish start to the year. I don't I don't you know, he hasn't killed you or anything like that, but seven targets in this game, eight for Hopkins. Uh it, the game against New Orleans was actually the first time in his career that he's played a hundred percent of the snaps in uh in the NFL. So I, I actually think if you're if you're kind of just making your priority list this week for fantasy football, trading something you you don't really need on your roster someone you probably wouldn't start or maybe two guys you wouldn't start for will fuller i think that that is a fantastic move this week all right we move into these four o'clock games the chiefs uh let the raiders get out to them on 10 nothing then they put up 28 points in the second quarter and that was all the scoring uh that we saw in this game here's my question for you on pat mahomes maybe you can help me out on this Uh, a lot of people doing their projections in terms of their actual numbers that people will put up uh for pat mahomes nobody would really seem to go over 42 touchdowns and i understand why you have to be cautious in projections and uh regression can come If Mahomes is going to throw for 50 touchdowns again, which he is well on his way to doing so, is Mahomes then worth or would have been worth a second or maybe even a first round pick? Well, I wouldn't. I would never have taken him there. I will say at RotoExperts.com, we we had him projected for 44 passing touchdowns, which I think was the most of anyone. I, I didn't see you know anyone else doing good projections, anyways, who had him for more than 42, as you mentioned. But even then, you know, even with all of those points, we still had him projected kind of at a third round value, and part of that was because we just had a massive projection on Lamar Jackson. You know, just had him projected as a you know a much better passer, just kind of based on historical aging curves and had him projected for a massive rushing year and and that was one of the reasons why uh you know i don't think you you would still want to take mahomes in the first or second round yeah the late qb strategy still applies in in the air Sammy Watkins, everybody's excited for a huge day from Sammy. And it's Demarcus Robinson, who had two touchdowns, 172 yards, and six receptions. And the question really to me is... Are you going to be able to be positive that you're getting the correct guy uh, in this offense during this Tyreek Hill absence that people are trying to take advantage of? 
Yeah, I, I think that the, the thing is, is even if they're not the exact right guy for that week, Watkins had a bad game, still got you 12 PPR points. Mm. Michael Hardman only had six targets, got you 15 PPR points. Travis Kelsey didn't have his, be- you know, felt like at the time Travis Kelsey wasn't having this amazing game, uh, you know, just complete smash. Demarcus Robinson, six targets, uh, you know, fantastic game. The only guy really who who was just straight up bad uh, for fantasy today out of everyone was LaShawn. Sean McCoy, you know, I still think Damian Williams, uh, Damian Williams still grinded you out eight PPR points. So, you know, not the worst case scenario ever. Where are you at with that backfield? Uh, Damian Williams to me right now seems to have the edge because of the receiving work. Uh, Is that how you perceive it? Or is Shady eventually going to take enough of the carry share uh, to become the lead guy? No, I, I would only want to own Damian Williams, uh, you know, especially after just seeing how easy it was for them to get the lead via passing and just keep the lead via passing. Basically, it just at, at no point did they feel the need to, you know, really establish the run or anything. They they just kept passing and it, all the team has done all they need to do to show us. LaShawn, it's kind of like the, the Carlos Hyde, uh, Duke Johnson situation, except the Carlos Hyde guy is playing bad. On the Raiders side of things, where do you think Darren Waller is going to fall for you in those rest of the season rankings? He had another really nice game considering what you usually see from the tight end position. Oh, he's got to move up just because, you know, how many how many tight ends do we see who play every down? How many tight ends do we see you just every single week you can count on five targets? You know, just just hardly any. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And that just speaks volumes. Quickly, uh, Tyrell Williams, I just also want to mention him. Five catches, 46 yards, uh, and a touchdown. With this A-B absence, uh, is it pretty clear that Tyrell Williams is a guy that you're going to be starting every single week? Yeah, Tyrell Williams is the number one there. He's going to lead them in targets, uh, you know, even more than Waller. And uh, likely he's going to be one of their top options in the red zone. He scored a touchdown early in the game and then had another one where Derek Cook just basically missed him horribly with uh missed him horribly and just threw it right to Bashad Breeland but yeah he is he is the number one target there by a mile we move on to Bears Broncos and Joe Flacco threw the ball 50 times in this game somehow still didn't get to 300 yards uh but Emmanuel Sanders the clear number one right now for Denver 11 catches 98 yards and a touchdown had 13 targets in this game aside from Emmanuel Sanders who in this Denver offense uh, receivers and running backs included are you really looking to start uh week in week out uh Sanders I think yeah. that's it. I think that is the only Denver Bronco who, you know, pretty much every week I, I would just start and be like, yep, this is fine. You know, I, I, I don't really need to question it. I don't need to check projections. I don't need to check rankings. Royce Freeman ran way better than Philip Lindsay did in this one and also had five for 48 in the passing game. Philip Lindsay had four for 30. They both had seven targets. Uh, but Joe Flacco threw the ball 50 times, threw the f- ball 50 times and less than uh, 300 yards. So, uh, yeah, but Manny Sanders to me, pretty pretty much the only one I'd start every single week. Does the Royce Freeman work concern you if you're a Philip Lindsay owner? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and I think that was a big thing during all of draft season is they were probably going to be deployed the same way, but Freeman was just much less expensive in drafts. And, and that's the, the right way to approach things. When you have a backfield that's split by two guys, you kind of just always want to draft the cheaper guy. On the Bears side of things, Allen Robinson was maybe the only guy who overperformed uh, in that week one matchup against the Packers. Uh, He bounces back, still leads them in targets, uh, but only four catches and 41 yards. Are we just at a point, man, where Mitchell Trubisky is going to make it really hard to trust anybody here? Yeah, Trubisky. And and this looked like a coach. Matt Nagy looked like he was calling a game where he was like... Can't trust this quarterback. You know, he, he's just not good enough. There was a lot of really controlled throws, only 27 passing attempts, 18 rushing attempts by David Montgomery. Uh, Mike Davis went to the bench big time in this one, uh, was not even targeted in the passing game. Three targets for David Montgomery, five targets for Tariq Cohen. Uh just just kind of a tough scene all around, you know, without without that quarter Patterson 48 yard run. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have even scored a touchdown in this one. 
Yeah, and even if, right, if you think about the Allen Robinson day, like say you're, all right, I'll live with the eight points. I mean, he had a, a catch for 25 yards on the what was uh, would have been their very, very last play uh, had he not got it. So that kind of even salvaged the day. Uh, quickly, though, David Montgomery, I, I thought it was concerning what we saw week one. Him and Mike Davis were, were basically a 50-50. Uh, that clearly changed this week. 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Davis, on the other, on the other hand, three carries, one yard. Uh, so any Mike Davis worries, that's all put to bed now, you think? Well, the I don't know if they're put to bed, but I would say that as someone who didn't have a ton of David Montgomery during draft season, this was more encouraging in terms of the usage, less encouraging in terms of the ceiling of the team. You know, if they're just going to be grinding out a lot of games like this, I, I just don't know how much you're even going to want to own David Montgomery. We have one game left on this week two slate, and it is the L.A. Rams and the New Orleans Saints. This was probably circled for uh, everybody as the game of the week. Uh, A Drew Brees injury, though, probably cost us from getting uh, the, the matchup that we were all hoping for. Teddy Bridgewater is now going to be the thing to wonder. I've been getting a little bit of the updates here as we've been doing the program, and it looks like there's some serious concern uh, as to what this Drew Brees injury could mean. Maybe surgery on the thumb. There's no official word yet, but they seem very, very worried. What does this do to Alvin Kamara? What does this do to Michael Thomas, two of the most trustworthy guys in all of fantasy now without Brees? Well, it it does not do anything good for them because Teddy Bridgewater came in today and he looked bad and Drew Brees on the sideline, uh, he he couldn't pick the ball up. They they showed a highlight of him trying to pick the ball up and basically he couldn't even palm the football. So that to me did not look like a guy who is super likely to be returning to action, uh, you know, next week, a month from now, you know, I I guess kind of depending on what, uh, if it's a broken bone or if it's a muscle thing, but it, it seemed bad and and Michael Thomas will probably be okay just based on sheer volume, but Teddy Teddy just did not look at Kamara in the passing game like at all, really. But does that make any sense? Like I wasn't able to watch this game super close, but just going through the box score and just logically here, if I have a lesser quarterback in, then I'm going to lean on one of the most explosive playmakers in all of football. How did that not apply here? Is that just a Teddy Bridgewater flaw? And do you expect that they can maybe fix that when they say, hey, Teddy, for sure throw the ball to Alvin Kamara? Yeah, you would. I mean, just in general, you would think that a backup quarterback is going to be more likely to take the cheaper option, but that that's not what we saw at all. Or not the cheaper option, the easier option. But Teddy just forced a lot of throws. You know, he he really was just kind of trying to force feed Traquan Smith down the field. It, it was really interesting. Not something that I expected from him at all. And uh, but yeah, Alvin Kamara to me takes a massive value hit, probably the most of any player in this offense with Drew Brees out. Before we move to the Rams, Latavius Murray had five carries for seven yards, uh, one catch for 16 yards. Look, it wasn't a great day for really anybody here uh, on New Orleans, but I'm just wondering, uh, are the L.A. Rams maybe a team that have fixed their run defense that has been notoriously the weak point in their defense? You know, I I think that the organization kind of understands that uh, it's more important to work on the passing elements of the game first. So I don't know if that's something that they're like super concerned about. We go over to the Rams side of things, and this was a a really tough day, I would think, for uh, some Robert Woods owners because he had a touchdown called back. I think he had another one that was pretty close. He ended up with only two catches and 33 yards. Their team as a whole, that receiving core, uh, I've always wondered just how do people know which way to go? Cooper Cup has a huge day with five catches, 120 yards, and he had a big touchdown called back, but still gives you a nice day. Brandon Cooks, three catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown We're two weeks in. I can't imagine that you've seen enough to really change from wherever you were preseason on this trio of guys, or is that not the case? No, I, I've pulled back a little bit on Brandon Cooks. So I had Cooks ranked the highest of all of these guys in my rankings coming into the year. But it seems like Cup is going to be the one that regardless of game script, regardless of matchup, that he's going to be the one who gets the most slot targets and who kind of just is the apple of both Sean McVay and Jared Goff's eye right now. And, you know, with that being the case, uh, I think he, he's got to move up the rankings a lot because Brandon Cooks has kind of always gotten it done on efficiency. But those games where he doesn't get you know he only had four targets in this game so you know that's just kind of a a tough situation overall 
What do you think about Todd Gurley? I, I thought that week one, I'm not even someone that really owns him, and I felt really bad for Todd Gurley owners because it's one thing for him to get a, a lesser workload, but for him to lose goal line carries, uh, I thought it was almost disrespectful. He is still one of the most talented running backs in all of football. This week, he is able to get a touchdown, but it's only 63 yards on 16 carries uh, and three catches for four yards. Uh, what's the outlook for Gurley right now? Well, I mean, the, it's just it's just very clear that uh, Malcolm Brown is just going to get about 25 to 30 percent of the work. And later in the year, if Todd Gurley's knee condition starts acting up, Malcolm Brown is going to be revved up and, and touching the ball even more. You know, it's just kind of not a great situation. And I don't think it's going to get any better. Basically, they were up, you know, four, they were up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And Todd Gurley looked like he wasn't even going to be coming close to coming in the game. Still a big win for the Rams. When we come back to close things out here on Pro Football Rewind, what I'm going to do, and Dave, is what I want you to do during the break, pick one game from week three that you're going to circle that you are most looking forward to. It doesn't have to be the best game of the week, but for whatever reason, it grabs your eye. That's what we'll do right back here on Pro Football Rewind. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Game time decisions. The Raiders are definitely more committed, more disciplined. There's a renewed enthusiasm. It's not like last year. Like Gruden clearly had some growing pains last year. They've got younger guys on the team now. More enthusiasm with the players. The number does feel just a little bit high for the Chiefs. I think the Raiders hang around, but the Chiefs pull away late in this game. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Pro Football Rewind. We went through all of those week two games that we uh, we could so far. So what we're going to do here, uh, Kevin Walsh and Davis Maddock, we're going to just look ahead. One game uh, for week three. And Davis, I have an idea of the game uh, that you're most excited for. So why don't you let us know what it is? 
Oh, it's going to be, of course, it's got to be, it's got to be Chiefs Ravens. Yeah. The, you know, the two uh, most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, two teams that run a ton of spread formations. Both teams love to throw it deep. The Chiefs love to throw it deep. Uh, the Ravens like to throw it deep to Marquise Brown. It's just going to be, it's just going to be everything that is fun about football. Two teams, you know, just trying to put points up on the board. Game is in Arrowhead, and probably at the moment right now, people would say that's the second and third best team uh, within the AFC. I think most people would still put the Pats uh, through two weeks as the best team in the AFC. Here's the game that I'm looking at. Panthers-Cardinals, and here's why. You mentioned before, start everybody versus the Cardinals, but I think that Cam Newton right now uh, is someone that a lot of people are going to want to bench from the first two fantasy weeks uh, that they that they've gotten from him and I'll turn it to you going up against the Cardinals extra bit of rest here after playing on Thursday do you still have to trot Cam Newton out there for uh, another week in fantasy yeah I think this is probably the last week so I think some of the stuff from Thursday can be explained by the fact that the sources around the team say he has poor conditioning because of the foot injury mm-hmm. and the offseason shoulder surgery basically he just is not in you know good great football playing shape so coming on a short week kind of tough and you could kind of see it you know a lot of back foot throws and stuff like that so I, if he cannot perform against Arizona and he looks bad and he looks hurried and he just you know he can't make the throws I think then it's probably time to drop Cam Newton. But but I'm willing to give him one more week against Arizona. And I think that's why it's so tough, right? Because if you want to be the hard line fantasy GM, and you say, I'm benching Cam. But he goes out there and then has uh, that big, big week that he could against Arizona. You're going to then have to know, have no choice. Turn around, start in week four. And if he goes down, then uh, all you're doing is picking bad Cam Newton weeks. And that's why uh, I am so interested in that football game. Because uh, honestly, I look at Cam Newton and I, I asked myself the other day, is there a world where... This could be the last season that Cam Newton plays football. Uh, uh, We'll have to see how that goes. Davis, thank you so much. This has been a treat here uh, on Pro Football Rewind. Everybody who's listened in, thank you so much as well. That will do it for us here. Enjoy uh, the rest that Week 2 has to offer. Uh, This has been Pro Football Rewind. For Davis Maddox, I'm Kevin Walsh, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.